Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Energy, energy. I got. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Sean? I'm doing well. So we're still coming off that Briar finish. Whoo! What a finish what it a, was. Yeah, very. Uh, an interesting finish. If you didn't check it out, please go back check out the Briar instant recap that uh, I guess I did. Uh, Scott, you uh, headed off to Poland. Yeah, like a, everybody else uh, going south for March break, Sean. Uh, not me. No. You know, when I think warm, sun, and fun, I think Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you are actually going to be very close to the 2019 Women's World Curling Championships that are taking place in Silkeborg, Denmark. Yeah, Sean, uh, Silkeborg, not close to anything else in Denmark, but... Well, everything is sort of close in Denmark. Yeah. Uh, but here's a, an article about five things to do in Silkeborg, Denmark. Okay. Number one, have a relaxing day at the spa. All, <laughs> All right. right. That's good. Everyone Two, likes the spa. Check out the wildlife. Sure. Three, get a taste of local history. I like that. Browse through Danish art. Okay. Bundle up and take a hike. <laughs> I like that it says bundle up and take a hike. So this is... Is this like all seasons too? It doesn't really matter. Uh, Himmelbjerg Sky Mountain is one of the highest viewpoints in Denmark, looking over the lakeside. And uh, I'm going to add number six: watch the Women's World Curling Championships. Of course, the Women's World Curling Championships that will be played. And you know, we talked last year, Scott, the the change in format, more teams than we've seen in the past. And this field is, I, I don't want to say it's a weak field. But I don't think it's as strong as some other fields that we've seen at World Championships. But well, well Sean, yeah, any time that the number one team in the world isn't going to be there, it, sure. it's not as strong a field as it could be. And yeah. that's Rachel Holman, of course, having lost that Scotty's final yeah. to Chelsea Carey. So, yeah. uh, but you also lose out, as we'll get to with the Scotland situation, which we talked sure. about before. Yeah. You lose the top team there as well, and and we're just in a a time of transition here with some of the other countries with you know what's going on in China for instance uh, you know they're in a bit of a transition period on the women's yeah. side so you know maybe not a great deal but you know I, I would say there's four or five teams here that can win oh absolutely Sean I think uh, I think this one is is pretty wide open uh, given the caliber of teams that are there although we do have our one favorite of course, being Anna Hasselberg. Of course, Sweet. yeah. She's sort of, I think she would go in as the favorite, if not the prohibitive favorite, and then everyone else is trying to catch her. So actually, let's, Scott, start there with Anna Hasselberg then, as you brought up. Definitely the favorite going into this, representing Sweden, the uh, defending silver medalist here, losing that great game last year in the final in North Bay to Jennifer Jones and what was a loud, fun, exciting building. And now she's back. This season has been... I, it's it's weird to sort of characterize the season for Anna Hasselberg. She came out very strong at the start. She won those first two Grand Slams that she played in. And then she had a bit of a, a disappointment at the World Cup, certainly the one in Omaha, where she struggled. And 
then we just haven't really seen her for the past little bit, as happens with the European teams. They go play in their national championships. And, you know, in North America, we're focused on the USA championships and then obviously the Scotties and the Briars. Sure, absolutely, Sean. There's a, the, the, it seems like she's not had as good a year, mostly because Rachel Holman's team has had what you could say is a better year. Sure. Or, or it's more recent her success, right? So Anna Hasselberg, uh, 52 and 15 on the year. Uh, weak spot, maybe an extra ends. One and three in extra ends. And uh, only five and six in one point game. So when they put their foot down and, and beat people, they really beat people. But right. if you let them hang around, uh, you know, 50-50 shot there. Um, pretty good, uh, 7.6 points a game, only 4.88 against. Uh, you know, they're one of the best teams in the world. So, uh, yeah, we'll see if this time off helped them, maybe rejuvenate some of their, uh, uh, you know, their passion or, yeah. or whatever you like to say. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, if they don't win, they'll be disappointed. I would think so, absolutely. That, 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 you know, to go back to sort of what we talked about with the Briar preview, what is the expectation for this team? It's got to be to win at this point for them every time they show up at, at an event like this. And again, you know, gold medalist at the Olympics last year, silver medal at the World Championships. And given this season, like, like you said, this has sort of been the, the tale of almost two seasons where the first half was Anna Hasselberg's season. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ignore the first leg of the World Cup, but... Uh, and then you get into the Rachel Holman leg. Even with her loss at the Scotties, it's still been defined this season, I think, by those two teams yeah, yeah. on tour, certainly. And it's a little disappointing that Rachel Holman's not there for that reason because of how great those two teams have been all year. But you would think that, yeah, going into it, that you, you're hard-pressed not to pick Anna Hasselberg. Sure, sure. So do you want to move – do you want to do this, like, down the rankings? Yeah, sure. So Anna Hasselberg, the top on the order of merit. Who's next? Well, who do you think is next? Out of this field, I'm going to guess that it's Chelsea Carey. Silvana Tiranzoni. Okay, Silvana Tiranzoni. Silvana Tiranzoni representing Switzerland. Uh, they've had a pretty good year. They're fourth on the order of merit. Played 80 games, Sean. That's a lot. Can you imagine if we played 80 games? No, you wouldn't. I would be broken. Yeah, yeah. you're broken after like four. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, Fifty-six and twenty-four on the year, uh, scoring seven point five eight, almost the same as Hasselberg, giving up five point five eight. So there you see like a little bit of the difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're a very strong team, and yeah. I'd expect them to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, and I think one of the things with this team is whenever there's a lineup change, and certainly we've talked about it with a lot of the Canadian teams, and with a team like this, you're adding two skips together, right? And you want to see how that's going to go with Alina Pats. And they've had some shifting in terms of who's doing what on the roster a couple times this year, but it seems like they've really hit their stride as they've played more together. So, you know, early in the year at a couple of those grand slams where we saw some pretty disappointing finishes for them as the season has gone on, they've gotten better. They've qualified more frequently and, and they went through that a great week at the Swiss nationals to win that event and if you're a fan of another team i think your worry would be have they really figured this out in time for this event yeah sean they they've won two events at home in switzerland this year uh they placed second at a couple of the grand slams at the uh, elite 10 uh rest in peace right yeah rest in peace uh but but anyway uh it's it's uh 
a good season for them. They're mm-hmm. a very good team. Uh, if they're not there at the end of the week, I would be surprised. Yeah, I, I agree. So next on the list is the aforementioned team carry. Yes. Earning uh, all those points for uh, the Scotties, really. They they also won the Canadiens Women's Classic, uh, which got mm-hmm. them... 76 points on the order of merit, and right. the Scotties got them about 75. Right, and I assume the Alberta Scotties would have been pretty good for that too. That's a good field, uh, and that's probably getting you something. Yeah, I that's, assume. that's right. They got them about 30 points. So yeah. like between those events there, uh, there's maybe like 50 points left. It, right. it, it, it's all coming from this uh, seemingly hot streak they've been on. Only 43-29 and 29 for the year. Uh, not such a great record. 7.42 Four, but giving up 6.44 points a game. Uh, That's not great. No, and so what's going to be important for this team is to carry the momentum that right. they got at the Scotties. Uh, since Rochelle Brown has been back, it seems like they're playing better as a more cohesive mm-hmm. unit. Yeah. Uh, the front end keeping things light for the back end. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if they can maintain their role, I don't see any reason why they can't beat any of these teams that are here. It's just, you know... Chelsea Carey at the World Championships last time wasn't able to uh, succeed, so maybe doing it not on Canadian soil, less pressure. It could be helpful. We'll and, and, you know, we did see a different Chelsea Carey at the Scotties than we've seen before. More relaxed, you're yes. right. Dana Ferguson and uh, Rochelle Brown were very helpful there. Another statistical thing for this team is the hammer efficiency, which is not very good. Uh, for the season, mm-hmm. down there, 37%. So not great. Yeah, not great. Uh, certainly not good enough, you would think, to get through a field like this. But you would have said that, too, about the Scotties. Uh, and they were successful in, in winning the Scotties. And I, it's just a matter of can they sustain what they did at the Scotties. Keeping Chelsea carries. We said this during the Scotties. I mean, she's so smart. She knows so much about curling mm-hmm. that sometimes she almost knows too much. And yeah. she can see so many angles and so many different possibilities that she is in her head a bit. That didn't really happen during the round robin. I think we saw it in the page one and two and in the yeah. final yeah. where the whole team was not as efficient as they were during the week. And I, I do wonder if that happens again here because there's some games here that they're going to win just by stepping on the ice. And once it gets down into that, mm-hmm. that pressure situation... Does that change? Because let's not sugarcoat anything. They didn't win the Scotties. Rachel Holman's team lost the Scotties. Right. Now, we've gotten some pushback on that. No, I disagree. They She had two shots to win, and she yeah, missed well, them. No. Well, you so can't like, disagree with us getting pushback because we've gotten pushback okay. on it. You can't disagree with Well, it. I disagree with the pushback. <laughs> I, I know that uh, they said shooting percentage for skips is not that important. Uh, because it's usually either a zero or a five, right? Uh, right. There's not a lot of in-between. Which, yeah, that's true. But you can't deny that Rachel Holman had two open draws to win, to win. and missed, and she them missed both. Them. Yeah. So, and yes. two open draws to the forefoot, too, that at this level... Yeah, you got to do You it. have to make. You yeah. got to make it. You got And to bite the forefoot. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, so... And, too, if we're talking about, you know, what is important at, you know, in terms of winning or losing, or, like, that the shooting percentage doesn't necessarily matter or all this, like, if Chelsea Carey... She was really bad at the start of that game, too. So it's not like she was putting pressure on the whole time. She was bad, and then she was able to put Rachel home in a position where she missed two shots. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's credit to that. They didn't give up, which I think Chelsea Carey, you know, that that game at the trials, 
yeah. she was defeated after the second end. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen, right? So all credit to them that kept fighting, that kept coming back. The front end, if you want to say somebody won that game, Rochelle Brown and Dana Ferguson did because they were lights out. That's true. And yeah. they set up those ends really effectively, uh, which is hard to do against uh, Lisa Weagle, who doesn't matter where you put your stone, she's mm-hmm. going to put it where she wants to most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, but, but we'll see what happens there. And, you know, this dynamic as just the personality-wise really worked at the Scotties when there was that difficulty. And we'll see what happens once we get into the situation here with the um once we get into the playoffs which again scott they've they've done it again which uh, we don't yes. like top six teams are making it and the three against six four against five and then two semifinal games nfl style playoffs. yes oh, boy. yes um yeah I, I don't like that but uh oh well it is what it is whatever so that's a better chance then for chelsea carry to make the playoffs and for sure and uh, there you go. Well, so, no, she's going to make the – if it was four, I think she makes the playoffs. I don't think there's a question there. Okay. We'll, we'll see what our picks are at the end <laughs> yeah. of the day. Um, all right, next team on the list, what do you think it is? I, I like this game. Yeah, this is a fun game. I'm yeah. going to say Jamie Sinclair. You would be wrong. It's Russia. Jeez, Alina, Alina Kovaleva. Kovaleva. Wow. Yeah, uh, let me double-check what number it is there. But uh, she's definitely next. So – uh, Alina Kovaleva, eleven in the world. That's pretty good on the rankings. It's it's because really she good. doesn't come here and play that much. And you know when we talk about these European teams, a lot of their points, the the big points, are coming at events here. Yeah. So she won the Prestige Hotels Resort and Curling Cup, which I think was in Alberta or BC or, okay. or something, uh, pretty early in the year. Won the China Open, which earned them quite a few points as well. Uh, and then they won the Russian Curling Cup, won the Russian Curling Qualification. Uh, they had a s- couple second-place uh, finishes in there. So six, yeah. 65 and 24 on the year, 89 games a played, lot. a whopping 85 That's, that's kind of crazy. Games, or yeah. 89 games played. So that Prestige Hotels <laughs> event was in Vernon. Yes. Uh, she beat Kelsey Rock in the final there. Uh, Dan Gushalak was in that field. Suzuki Fujisawa played there as well. So that's a, you're right. That's a pretty good field. Uh, at the China Open, of course, Jennifer Jones was there. That's right. Uh, famously, didn't make it into the final. She beat another Swedish team, uh, excuse me, a Swiss team, uh, Hegner, in the final there of the China Open. Mm-hmm. And actually beat Jennifer Jones in that event as well. Yeah, that's right. That was a big win for them. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that. So uh, 8.19 points a game, Sean. This team likes to mix it up. They like to put rocks in play, score those big points. But also give up 5.81 per game. Yep. Uh, hammer efficiency is pretty good, 0.45. Uh, nothing to sneeze at there. Not at all. And uh, their force efficiency is pretty good. The steel defense, not so great. But uh, you expect that when you put a lot of rocks in place. Yeah, so. sort of the Suzanne Burt strategy. Yeah. Of let's mix it up, which I like. And, and of course, beat Anna Sidorova in the best of five Russian qualification series, four games to one, but those games were all close. It was a best of seven. So oh, Excuse me, excuse me, uh, best yeah. of seven, uh, with three of the games being one-point games. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And looking at their one-point games for the year, they're six and two in those one-point games, three of them happening in the at the right time, shall yes. we say. Yeah. Yes, and uh, like what we'll talk about with Sophie Jackson, actually, uh, as we are recording this, uh, playing in the Universiad event. Oh, that's right. Uh, out there in... 
Krasnorars. <laughs> I have no idea how to say that. <laughs> there's too many. There's too many consonants in this. Uh, it's in, in this uh, word uh, in Ru- Russia. Russia. It's in Russia. Yes, it's uh, somewhere in Siberia. Uh, I've been told. So she's playing in that uh, with Sophie Jackson, of course, in that field as well, and beat Sophie Jackson in the round robin of that event. So uh, mm-hmm. both those teams could be a little tired, right? Two week-long events back-to-back, which is difficult, uh, but we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will see what happens there. <laughs> okay, so uh, next on the list, uh, well, I guessed Jamie Sinclair before, so I will stick with it and guess that Jamie Sinclair is next. Oh, boy, Sean. You, I think, are wrong again. Wow. All right, then give me another guess. Uh, okay. And let me say that if it's not Jamie Sinclair... It's going to be Minji Kim. Yeah, Minji Kim. You're right, Sean. You're right. Uh, Minji Kim is next on the list. This is another junior team. Yes. Uh, that have had an amazing season uh, on on the tour. There, uh, it's they're 46 and 25. However, they've won three events. Uh, one being the World Curling Cup in or World Cup of Curling in Yunkoping. Of course, yeah. Or Yun Shepping. Anyway, uh, (laughs) the Curling World Cup in Omaha, they finished second. Yeah. They won the Hokkaido Bank Curling Classic early in the year. They won the Pacific Asia Curling Championships, beating uh, Japan in the finals. So, uh, overall, a pretty great year for these uh, young women. And this team, Sean, is one of my dark horse teams to win this event. I think they could do it. Okay, another team, though, currently playing, as we record, in the Universiad event Mm -hmm. uh, there in Russia. So, again, back-to-back weeks coming off of that. They did, of course, play in the World Junior Curling Championships as well there in Nova Scotia. And they they lost three games uh, out of their nine. So that would be six and three by my math at that event. Uh, So, you know, yeah, but you're right. This is a very, very good team. And... I don't know if they've been helped out by what's been going on with uh, the other Kim team. Uh, certainly, with the, the, I mean, she's pregnant, so mm-hmm. there's the, the reality of that. But all credit to them. They're coming out. What I like about this team is whenever I watch them, Scott, they don't seem to care who the other team is. No, they're they coming really out don't. and just like, we're playing. Uh, you know, again, sort of Suzanne Burt esque of like, it doesn't matter who it is. Here's, here's what we're doing beat us. Yeah, yeah, they're they're they really really don't care. You're right, uh, which is what I kind of like about them that they yeah. they mix it up, uh, they really go after it. I think they were like eight point something points a game. Sorry, yeah, eight I and was, a half, just under eight and a half points a game. I was looking at the map of where that town is in Russia. <laughs> Holy cow! What a wow! Uh, yeah, I hope everybody gets back. I'll just say. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's I, been people who have been sent there who have never been seen seen again. Uh, 6.29 against, uh, so, you know, that's it. Their steel defense is not good. Uh, not so good. It's not good. So it's a quarter. Like, they're, they're giving up steals a quarter of the time, and their four, or excuse me, their hammer efficiency is down at 38%. So those two numbers combined are not good. They're taking too many singles. Yes. If they can, if they can uh, surprise some teams, like, I, I think they can mix it up. They can get in there. Yeah. Uh, we saw it at this World Cup, uh, yeah. the last World Cup event. Sure. They can beat anybody. Yes. They have beaten Anna Hasselberg, so they, they know they can do it. Yeah. Uh, but if you look, too, so their force efficiency is 60%. Their steel efficiency is 36%. So that's where they're making up. So there. they're not giving up a lot of multiples. Right. 
right? They are do they're being very effective there despite the way they play with a lot of, of rocks in play. So it comes down usually to the last rock playing thrower, close games, yeah. If you being if you able just, to put it in the right spot. Right? Yeah, if you just scroll through their season, there's there's not too too many blowouts. I mean, they lost early in the season. They got Rachel Holman beat them twelve nothing. Anna Sidorova beat them eleven one. But if you sort of take it on throughout the season, you're seeing that they're they're mixing it up. They're playing some good games, and it's a team that with six teams in the playoffs, I would expect to be there at the end. Absolutely, I I, th- I think uh, a dark horse title contender, but for sure a playoff team. Yeah, for sure. All right, so the next team on the list is it now, Jamie Sinclair? Oh my gosh, I gotta like scroll through here. No, Sean. Oh my goodness, this is pretty. This is pretty insane. You're right. Um, next on the list is Team uh, Nakajima from Japan. Okay, yes, uh, I believe it's pronounced Sina. Nakajima, we could be certainly wrong about that. We sure. know we've been wrong on pronunciations before. Please correct us. Uh, always. So this is a team, Scott, I don't think we've seen them at a World Championships before. I don't think so, Sean. I think you're right. They they had a really, really strong year this year. Um, the guys from Rocks Across the Pond know more about Japanese curling than I think anybody. So, yeah. so if you well, they watch. They pretty much watch the whole event. Yeah, and so so Nakajima throws second rocks, I believe, uh, and yes, skips. She does. Yes. Uh, so and uh, Shiaki Mats- Matsumura throws the last rocks. Right, and I never know if anybody's related to anybody else uh, because the, the last names are so common. Yeah. Uh, but I believe this is a new team this year, maybe. Yes. Well, and, and nobody on this team has the same last name, has the same name. No, no, but I... So. Uh, Matsumura... Oh, yes, of an, course, there's yes. Another there's Matsumura. the other team, yes, of course, yes. So, uh, anyway, you guys can just tell us what <laughs> we're ta- if we're talking out of yeah. our behinds here. Uh, but this team's pretty good. They didn't play in the uh, Pacific Asia uh, championships. Right. Yep. Uh, they weren't the, the team from Japan, but they put it all together there and won the Japan Curling Classic or Curling Championships. Uh, that was their biggest points getter of the year, giving them just about 41 points on the uh, World Order of Merit. So uh, a few other events. They played a bit on the West Coast, the Kamloops event, uh, Boundary Ford Curling Classic, that prestige event in Vernon mm-hmm. that we talked about. Played early in the year, the Hokkaido Bank Classic. They did come uh, for the Curlers Corner Autumn Gold Classic. I think yeah. that was in Alberta. Um, I believe you're right. And the Canadians as well. So they spent a lot of time in Canada this year and played only 60 games. 33 and 27, so not great. weren't racking up the wins, no. but seemed to get hot at the right time. I, I believe they beat Setsuki Fujisawa. 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 There's no R. <laughs> no R in her name. Uh, they beat her twice, I think, at the at Japanese. The Actually, three times. They went undefeated through, through, the the, through the round robin, so they beat Setsuki Fujisawa in the round robin, beat her in the uh, page game, and then beat her again in the, the final. final. Yeah. So... It's a, that's a pretty good run, and the the as you said, it's got the uh, just the curlers corner autumn gold was in Calgary, right? So they were over for a little bit, and uh, and what strikes me here is that before that Japan nationals, they were under five hundred for the year. Yeah, right. So uh, a big push at the end, 
maybe this is a team who just got hot at the right time and can carry that momentum into the Worlds. Mm -hmm. We'll have to see. Uh, But to be honest, I don't love their chances only because it seems like a bit of a flash in the pan. I'd love to be proven wrong. It'd be but, great, uh, yeah. It'd be great to be wrong on this, but you're right. It, it's it's tough to see them there at the end. And this is a team, too. It's not a new team, right? They've been around for a while. Uh, they don't play too, too many games the past few years. They've, they've really boosted it up a little bit, but it's a, a team that's... Who knows? I mean, if this is the, yeah. the pinnacle of their uh, curling careers on the international stage, great. And have a good week. Have some fun. Again, six teams making the playoffs, they have a chance, I think, to to push their way in. I think what will be key for, we say this a lot with the new teams at these type of events, is get off to a good start. And if they can come out and and get a couple wins under their belt early and and bank those wins, I think that would be great for them. Yeah, Sean, I think you're right. I think you're right. So we'll uh, we'll see. All right. Now is it Jamie Sinclair? (laughs) No. <laughs> what, what, I'm sorry. Jamie Sinclair plays a whole bunch. How does she not have how does she not have more points than some of these people? So Nakajima is 26. Yeah. Next team on the list is Daniela Jench out of Germany. Oh my goodness. Sitting at 28. Sean, never underestimate how many points that European curling championship will get you. That's true. Yes. I we often do forget about where just based on where we are, those European events and uh, the European Championships, you're right. They, there's a ton of points there because there's some yeah. really good teams. So Daniela Jensch, of course, they finished third at the Europeans. That earned them just over 35 points for the year. That was their biggest point-getter mm-hmm. event of the season. They did win the Qinghai Curling Elite uh, event in China. Uh, other than that, third place finishes uh, in Switzerland in a couple events and in the Perth event played in a few others but not overall not that much 64 games on the season 10 games over 500 at 37 and 27 yeah they, so. they seem to give up a lot of points 6.73 a game is a lot of points to surrender yes when you're scoring 7.1 so they again they sort of struck uh, lightning in a bottle there at the europeans they played really really well they were the second most happy team i saw uh <laughs> After a curling game this year, behind, of course, uh, of course. Chelsea Carey's team, uh, screaming so, yes. so loud. Uh, but they were in tears, hugging each other, finally thankful for the breakthrough that they had. Uh, so this team, I don't know, Sean. Uh, yeah, so they've been, or, or at least uh, Daniela Jen, Yench, geez, uh, if, if I'm saying that right. She has been uh, to the World Championships. This will be her sixth appearance there representing the Germans, and this will be her 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, fifth straight time. And she made it all the way back in 2000 as well. She appeared uh, with the German team there. But fifth year on this level, and the only medal she has won at either the Worlds or the Europeans has or was that European bronze back earlier this season. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a team that has been here a bunch and hasn't really done much in terms of playoffs and medals and all that and Germany when they come to these events generally speaking it's a struggle for them in terms of wins and losses but it's also a team that could go on a run 
you know, five, six wins. Yeah, I could see them making, question. making the playoffs and then maybe knocking somebody off in one of those first uh, wild card round games, as yeah. we, uh, we'd we say in football. So, yeah. yeah, no doubt, no doubt that's something that's possible. Not holding my breath. No. But I, I like them. I like to see them uh, play Absolutely. Well. All right, so now is it Jamie Sinclair? Yes, like, yes, okay. Now, now we're, it is now we're there. Okay. So okay. how many teams in between your guess? Four? Four at least four, I think, yeah. So Jamie Sinclair is at thirty-six here in the world. Um of course I mean this could be part <clears throat> too, like you know, the, the Kim team, for instance, they got to play in multiple World Cups. Jamie Sinclair didn't. Uh she played in the one. So I mean that could be part of it too. I don't know. I, I don't think so because they didn't they didn't like uh qualify, I, I think, in any of the Grand Slam events they were in. Oh, that's possible, yeah. So they won the USA Nationals. They were fifth in the Shorty Jenkins and three in the Curl Masabi. Everything else uh, were non-qualifying events. Okay, yeah. So, you know, they had to get used to a bit of a a lineup shakeup there with um, Alex Carlson stepping out, Sarah Anderson moving up, and, Mm -hmm. uh, and... Taylor moving in uh, for most of their games. So, uh, you know, trying to work things out. But they definitely played really, really well at U- USA Nationals. Yes. Uh, they're fun to watch. I, yep. I mean, we like them. They seem like they're having fun. Yeah, they beat Nina Ra three times. Yeah, uh, they did get there. to go to the, uh, to the Continental Cup. Uh, so, you know, they right. got some experience uh, in that sort of situation there. Mm-hmm. I remember. I think it was Sarah Anderson was playing with um, Brad Gushu or somebody, and she was like, um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> or maybe it was Jennifer Jones. I, it was one of the one of these, like, the mix-up, st- yeah. your star right. moment, and you're like, holy cow. <laughs> but she played really, really well in that game. So, yeah, overall, uh, I could see them in that mix for the fifth or sixth spot. What about you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, semifinals last year, losing that game to Jennifer Jones. Great game. Came down to the last rock, uh, if we remember that correctly. And I think one of the things for this team this year is, for as much as as USA Curling was very explicit when I asked them in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. about having a preference over two teams, and they said, no, we don't. It really does feel like they have been pushed for the next Olympic cycle and that if you gave USA Curling Truth Serum, this is the team they would want to be representing the United States in China in 2022. And it just seems like there was expectation for them this season. And I do wonder how that plays into it for this team and Jamie Sinclair, if that made any sort of difference, putting more pressure on herself. She is an intense player. We saw that Mm -hmm. last year at the World Championship. And she's... Almost like in a Chelsea Carey way, that she knows so much, she's so intuitive about the game, and maybe that could actually hold her back sometimes. It's certainly not a matter of shot making. She can make everything. She can throw it hard and accurate, and she's got great soft touch weight, and it's just a matter of, I think, getting out of her own way sometimes, and we saw that in that in that game against Jennifer Jones. Yeah, that's that's right. It, it, sometimes uh, they don't make what you would call the optimal choice, but they make right. the choice that works for them. Yeah, and having a strong coach there on the on the bench for them will really help. Uh, I'm not sure who's coming to be honest, but uh, I think it will it will help them out. So 
uh, fringe playoff contender. And Sean, I got to be honest, I've been trying to look up all these other teams. You can't find them. I got to go way down this list. So, <laughs> and I don't know how to search on my iPad. I, I, right. I used to know, and then I didn't. All right, well, then let's just go through them in, uh, how about alphabetical, not alphabetical, alphabetical order by countries, some of the teams that we have not talked about. Denmark, Madeline DuPont and her team will be representing Denmark. This is a, a team that we see frequently, uh, Madeline DuPont and her team. She's been to the uh, Olympic Games uh, a couple times. She has... Uh, some pretty. She has won medals. She has had some success. She won the. Uh, she won a silver medal at the World Curling Championships in 2007. Bronze in 2009. Uh, two bronzes at the Europeans, 2008-2009. A silver in 2002 at the Europeans, and uh, also a bronze at the World Junior Curling Championships. Yeah, so a, a very decorated player. Yes. Uh, of course, I always tell the story of my friend Dave talking to them at the Olympics in Vancouver, hanging out with them and having a beer because uh, yep. he just ran into them <laughs> on the street. <laughs> yes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Haven't played much this season, Sean. I think they played, they, they were at the Europeans. We saw them there, did not do well, and played in the China mm-hmm. Open, and that's it. Okay. That's it on their order of merit. Six and ten on the season. Uh, they've, they've given up more points than they've allowed. Uh, I did find them on the rankings here, and they're like 120-something, 130-something. Well, yeah, if you don't play, you're not going to get points. Oh, 152. Yeah, I mean, that's just a matter of that. So, you know, I I think they, if memory serves, they only won one game at the Olympics last year, and that, of course, was the controversial game against uh, Rachel Holman with the burned rock situation. So, you know, this is a team, they're fun to watch. The, The game against Canada... I don't. I haven't looked at the schedule, but if it's in a time that is appropriate for me to be awake, I will watch it because I do enjoy watching them. You know, the the once or twice a year that I see their games. Yeah, that's that's fair. We'll we'll see about the time. Yeah. Right. So uh, next on the list, the Finnish team, uh, which will be represented this year by Una Kaust. Una Kaust. Uh, yeah, they came through. Did they come through the uh, Tier Two event? I believe uh, earlier this season to to make it here. Uh, we've seen Unikowska more playing mixed doubles lately yes. than in women's play. But, uh, yeah, they're one of the those teams that comes to these events. The regulars, we see them. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do anything, but uh, you never know. It right? is, you're right, it's highly unlikely that they will go on a, a magical run here and, and make the playoffs, uh, let alone anything else. Uh, 19 and 20 on the season giving up 6.8 points a game, scoring 6.6. So that 500 record is sort of full fare for that. They uh, have not come to North America this season. They did, though. Of course, Scott had to come through, yes, as you said, the world qualification event over there in New Zealand, where they come through mm-hmm. on that, and uh, they beat the Hungarians. Eight to one in the last chance qualifier there. So uh, good for them. That's a long way to go. Certainly, uh, they did not make the playoffs at the European Championships. The uh, lost the final of the Latvia International Challenger in the fall. Uh, the PAF Masters, which if you remember, Scott, we watched that event on YouTube. Um, of course, uh, <laughs> they uh, they went two and two. 
at that event. So you're right. It's a, the Stockholm Ladies Cup, maybe the best event they played in. They went 0-4 there. So, yeah, not not a team that you really expect to do much. No, no. I, I mean, if they can avoid relegation, they should be happy. Absolutely. Uh, so then next on the list after the Finnish team, we have... Latvia? The Latvians, yeah. Aveta Stasa Sarsune. Sarsun, yeah. There's a lot of accents on that name, and my unfamiliarity with the language prevents me from knowing how to properly uh, pronounce the letters for which those accents are included, I have to say. Thanks for that thorough explanation. (laughs) Uh, 134 in the world, Sean, this team. Uh, 20 games on the year, 8 and 12. I, I mean, obviously these teams are playing more. They're not just playing 20 games. No, no, but like competitive but, yeah. games. Yeah. Like so, Tuesday night women's at the uh, Latvia Curling Club doesn't really <laughs> register usually as quality games. Yeah. Again, a team that gives up more points than they score. But I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them maybe give a couple of these teams a good fight. A good fight. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we don't expect much from Latvia. Let's move on. The last team in the field. I'm surprised that Sophie Jackson and her team did not register a little higher on the order of merit there, Scott. Well, Sean, I think they did. I think I missed them. They're above 500, I would say. Just by a game. They're, 100. They're, yeah, you would think so. They're 30 and 29 on the season, scoring 7.3 points, giving up 6.9 points per game. Uh, they've played a lot, for, especially for a junior team, mm-hmm. uh, certainly all over the place. They came to Ontario in the fall, playing in Oakville, two events there, Stockholm Ladies' Cup. They went to China. Uh, they went. They came back to uh, Europe, then went to Japan for the Kurosawa International. Uh, so they've played all over the place this year. Uh, played in the Curling World Cup, did not qualify there. And then, of course, the big win at the Scottish championships yeah sean the scottish championships i i believe that everybody uh, rocks across the <laughs> pond said oh they'd be shocked if eve muirhead lost one game yes. well eve muirhead lost at least two maybe three games to sophie jackson three uh in order to not win the the scottish uh, title and yep. i'm i'm really happy we talked a bit briefly about the decision that they made to allow this team to go to the Worlds. Of course, they're playing in the Universal. Universiad. Universiad yeah. this week. So uh, provided they make it out of Siberia, they'll be here <laughs> at this event. Uh, I don't have high expectations for them, but it'll be a good learning experience uh, for this team. 100%. Uh, to, to get some experience at that, uh, at that level. We saw back in 2010, Eve Muirhead, gaining that kind of experience going to the Olympics and mm-hmm. sort of how that benefited her in the years afterwards. So hopefully that uh, this Sophie Jackson team sees it that same way. Yeah, and, and the Rocks Across the Ponds guy, Pond guys mentioned this, and I think they're, they're spot on when they say Eve Muir had just had surgery, right? We don't know what her long-term health could be, right? Sure. This is a nagging injury potentially. And having this team go get the experience, maybe you're cannon fodder for this year for the other teams, but so what? Get that experience, figure it out, and you, you know we got to look ahead to 2022. We don't have to, but that's what that's what associations are doing. They're looking ahead to 2022, and what puts you in the best position to get a medal? 
And mm-hmm. having Sophie Jackson there this year, I think, puts Scottish curling and, and Team GB in the best position to medal. Even if it's not Sophie Jackson, it elevates the the level of women's curling for Scotland all over, I think. So, uh, again, not high expectations, as you say, but good for them to be there, and hopefully they make it out of Siberia. Fingers crossed. Yeah, so, uh, so those are all the teams. We'll just run down the field again. Uh, the Canadians are represented by Chelsea Carey, Wang Ryu for the Chinese, Madeline Dupont of Denmark, Unukaust of Finland, Daniela Gent of Germany, Sienna Nakajima out of Japan, Iveta Staza Sarsune uh, out of Latvia, Alina Kovaleva out of Russia, Sophie Jackson from Scotland, Kim Minji out of South Korea, Anna Hasselberg from Sweden, Silvana Tiranzoni out of Switzerland, and Jamie Sinclair representing the United States. Those are your competitors in Denmark. Wow, Sean. Uh, what, a, what a thorough analysis that we've done of this field. Now we should pick some winners, right? We should. So out of the 13 teams, as you say, six will make the playoffs. Let's pick four. Yes. Like, we, like we've been doing. Yep. So because six is a lot to pick. Six is a lot and too many. So same rules will apply. You pick four, pick a winner, uh, five points available for you. So I will pick Scott uh, Chelsea Carey, of course, to make it through the official team of the Game of Stones podcast. Definitely you got to give me Anna Hasselberg to get through there. I also like Silvana Tiranzoni and Alina Kovaleva will be my four picks to wow. get through. And... Uh, which will be a shock to no one, I am going to select Anna Hasselberg to win the 2019 Women's World Curling Championships. Okay, Sean, so I'm going to be with you on three of these. I'm going to be with you on Sweden, Switzerland, Russia. Yes. Okay, so you don't like Chelsea Carey. Well, she's the official team of the Game of Stones podcast, so I do like her. But for the purposes of this, I'm going to be a little different. I'm going to pick the Korean team. Okay, all right. The junior team. team. All right. And I'm going to pick Tiranzoni to win. Okay, all right. Bit of an upset there. I I like the way that they've played this year, and uh, that's all. Okay, sounds good. So there you have it, everybody. Those are our picks for the World Championship. I I need to make up ground, Sean. Uh, yes. You're ahead by seven points on me. So. Yes. With, we haven't updated that for the Briar yet. So Not for the Briar, uh, but that's including the Scottish. Yeah, so. So, uh, so it's turning into a bit of a route here. It's and getting you, you had the lead early in the season, too. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Uh, and looking at the... Uh, I just had to get into mid-season form. Sean, it looks like your playoff pictures or playoff games for the Briar are... Uh, Pretty pretty looking, set. Looking, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So we're also recording this before the prior is over. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh, sh- sorry. Yeah, the space time. Yeah, the space time continuum is a little thrown off. So, uh, so there you have it. So thanks everybody for listening. Enjoy the curling. If you are in North America, hopefully the schedules line up for you uh, with your sleep schedules and what's available to you. And if you're in Europe good for you uh, you get to watch more, more of these live than we will here in north america yeah i i guess i'm gonna have to figure out a way to do that sean on saturday yeah i'll be in germany on saturday yes i'm gonna find a, a nice bar 
saddle up and say, hey, put on the Women's World Curling Championship. Yeah, get rid of the soccer. <laughs> get rid of the – and put the curling on. Please. Yeah, tweet at Jonathan. Uh, he'll probably know what you can do. All right. And Beautiful. figure it out. So thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I just submitted to Google Podcasts. Uh, so we should be up there. And it should be back up. In addition to, yeah, Google Play, uh, also on Google Podcasts, uh, wherever else you get your shows, Stitcher and TuneIn, all that fun stuff. Give us a like rating, all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter, Game of Stones Pod. Same for Instagram. Uh, Scott's on Twitter at ScottLikesTV. I am there at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And you can email the show with any questions or comments you may have at Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So, Enjoy the Women's World Championships, everybody. We'll be back with you to break it all down. But until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.